Welcome back, everyone, to Shrimp on Deck. Roger Hoover now joined by Jumbo Shrimp starting pitcher Max Duval, who earlier this week picked up his first double-A victory. And, Max, what was working for you on the mound that start? Um, you know, it was a matter of mixing pitches. Uh, the cutter, I think we're rebranding it to call it a slider. It's a little more slider-ish. Uh, it was working for me. It had good depth. And, uh, you know, I had a good uh, good thing going with V-Hill back behind the dish. And it was really just mixing the fastball around, throwing that slider in there, spinning some breaking balls and even some change-ups in there for, for strikes. And, uh, you know, it was it, the defense made some plays behind me to get me out of some jams. What led to the rebranding of the cutter making it into a slider? Um, I think it's just it's bigger this year. Uh, last year it was real short and sharp uh, and a little firmer. And this year I was struggling – to make it consistent and it you know kept calling it a cutter and I think really it just came down to hey it's not the same as it was let's rebrand it use it more like a slider and uh, it's you know just changed the way I pitch a little differently than than I had in the past. Were you able to kind of slow that down and some bullpen sessions and things like that and even with some time where you weren't starting every single series for the jumbo shrimp had some long gaps in between your starts? Yeah, you know, it was it was working with uh, with Chris um, in the bullpen sessions, and you know there were some frustrating days trying to really figure it out. But working with him, and then just kind of manipulating the the mindset behind throwing it, rather than trying to manipulate it as a pitch. You know, really changing the thought process on release point and, and uh, where I'm trying to throw it to get you know strikes here and there. Was it a relief to finally get your first home start under your belt in Jacksonville? Of course, with your last name Duval being the same as Duval County, you became a fan favorite before you ever threw a pitch for the Chumbo Shrimp. But I'm sure that was fun Monday to finally get out there and have that start. It was. You know, um, I'd been looking forward to it all year at this point, and uh, it was awesome. I mean, it was it was a Monday day game, but still the fans came out and supported, and, and it was a lot of fun to go out there and, and get that, you know, the support not only for, you know, the Jumbo Shrimp, but the Duval chant was, was alive and well during the game, and that was pretty pretty uh, unique experience. Yeah, what have you made of all of that? Uh, obviously, you heard maybe you could be coming to Jacksonville for this season. Had you heard much about the Duval chant before you got here? I, I mean, I saw it a little bit last year at the, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars in the playoffs, um, heard the Duval chant, and I, you know, I knew it was a possibility. I did not think it would have the impact it's had, but um, it, it's been it's been fun. You know, I just I don't try and it's I know it's a, it's a rallying cry for the city. I don't try and take it personally like they're cheering me on, but at the same time, it does give me a little fuel to the fire to um, a little uptick in in energy for the for the start or for whatever I'm doing out on the field. Well, you're off to a good start for the Jumbo Shrimp this season, and for you, you've had really a whirlwind of a career in baseball, all starting with your college experience. What can you tell us first about your time at Cuesta College before you went to Hawaii and what your college experience was like for you? I was a hitter in college. Um, it didn't. T- I had through eight innings my senior year of college, and that was a last-ditch effort because I was swinging the bat so poorly. Um, so my whole life I wanted to hit. That's what I love doing. And when I made the transition out of college to pitching, I, you know, I kind of fell in love with it. It was a new challenge. It gave me an opportunity to show up every day and, and try and figure out a new skill um, that I hadn't had in you know, my previous career up to that point. So um, it's been a unique, unique uh, career to this point, and you know, I'm, I'm blessed to have been given the opportunities to be where I'm at today. After your college career was done, how close were you to being like, this is it for me, I'm no longer going to play baseball? 
Um, I thought about it. You know, it was it was something where I had ended it on such poor terms, and uh, I was you know upset with the way that things had gone um, in my career at that point. Obviously, we all have different uh, paths we you know we plan on taking, and uh, mine didn't quite take the path that I wanted to, but. Um, you know, I sat down with my mom and, and my dad and they just said, hey, listen, if you want to give this a shot, you have a very limited window, you might as well. You know, if it doesn't work in the next couple of years, maybe you, you change plans. You have your degree, you know, you're a smart kid, keep moving forward. And, you know, maybe something good happens on the baseball field. And, and to this point, you know, I've, I've been blessed to to being given those opportunities and, and, you know, the things have been turning up positively in my favor. No doubt they have been. And when you did first sign a professional contract in the Frontier League, uh, most guys are in a different kind of stage in their career when they're playing in that league as opposed to you. You were just trying to build up your arm strength and really build up innings, but you're going up against a lot of guys during the last days of their playing career, I'm sure. Yeah, um, that was one of the things that I had always been told. You know, I'd try out for a team, and they're like, honestly, there's some upside, there's some downside, you just need innings. And um, for the first few years of independent baseball, I couldn't, couldn't pay somebody to get me innings because honestly I wasn't very good I was raw I had you know there were glimmers here and there of, of uh, projectability but you know a 23 year old kid trying to make his way as opposed to an 18 year old kid or a kid who has previous college experience is a little bit different for indie ball they they want guys who can come out and do the job you know there's really no development period um, I was lucky enough after my you know second year of floundering to be given an opportunity and from there it, it's all kind of been you know the learning curve was fast but it's all been uphill trending uphill since then. And of course playing in independent baseball can be tough but it's very tough as well when you're on the road the entire time and that's what you had with the Frontier Grays. What can you tell us about that experience about being with a team that truly had no home was always the default visiting team? It uh, you know living in hotels isn't ideal but for me, I was so happy to have a place to play that it really didn't bother me. Those were some of the best days of my playing career to this point. Um, just guys who, who loved the game of baseball and wanted to go out every day. It wasn't so much about the gear and, and the facility. We didn't have a facility. We didn't have great gear. We just got t-shirts to play, jerseys to play, and, and we rolled out there. And, and every day was a new experience. So. You know, it's not the best setup to be the road team because you never kind of get that opportunity to win a walk-off ball game or have home fans come out and support. But at the same time, I loved it. It's hard to really, you know, say anything bad about it because I really did enjoy it. And then when things started to settle down for you, had your success in the Frontier League that got the attention, of course, of the Miami Marlins signed, or first of all, the Diamondbacks. First of all, I had an opportunity with the Arizona Diamondbacks organization. What was the transition like to the Miners? It was different. It was hectic. I mean, I bounced around at several different levels for like the first two weeks. I think I was at five different levels in affiliated baseball, and I had no idea what I was doing. Um, it was a kind of a culture shock. And, you know, the independent league baseball game is a little bit different than affiliated. Um, they're really, you know, here it's about developing talent to make it to the big leagues. And independent baseball develops talent, but it's more of, all right, Go out and do your job, develop your skills in game, and you know maybe you get an opportunity like I did. Um, it was you know the affiliated ball was kind of a culture shock at, at the beginning because there's a lot of talent, a lot of guys who can swing the bat or can pitch, and from there it was just trying to adjust to the game. You know, make my routine uh, solidified in you know my day to day 
goings-on, whatever you call it. But um, it's been, you know, to be consistently moving up the ranks and even to get to AA, you see the, the trend in talent and how everybody goes about their business. And it's, it's a little bit different than, than independent baseball, and it's definitely different from when I first got the shot with the Diamondbacks. Any differences with the Marlins organization that got to close out last year in Greensboro? Um, I mean, I don't want to say anything anything bad about any organization, but the Marlins have been very gracious with the opportunities that uh, they've given me, and I think you know I performed well in the opportunities, so they kept you know it's, they've given me the opportunity to come to Double A this year, and and uh, you know that's not necessarily something that I felt I had the opportunity anywhere else, but. Um, I mean, I love the Marlins organization. They've been great to me, and, and I'm learning a ton being out here every single day. Well, getting ready for this 2018 season, you had a different offseason in one regard in that you got to stay during the offseason in an RV uh, in Salinas, California. What can you tell us, first of all, just how you were able to go through the entire offseason living out of an RV? Honestly, the RV was the perfect setup. If I could have brought that out to uh, Jacksonville, I'd be living in an RV this uh, this season. But it was uh, it was out of necessity. My parents own an RV, and and I didn't have a permanent place to stay that um, I was comfortable with. So uh, we got to you know I drove the RV up a couple hours north of where I was living, and and really it was just about training for the off season, work and weekends, and the RV being centrally located in kind of close to where I was training and where I was working was was great. You know it we didn't have running water or we did have running water we didn't use it for showering you know I showered at, at the gym I was at and uh, you know we had uh, a business next door that had a kitchen in it and we the owners of the business were gracious enough to let us use that after hours so really it was a perfect setup you know we had we had Netflix and internet and we had a, a kitchen with a fridge and and everything you need to, to live off of for you know five six months out of the year it was perfect you realize it was pretty unique what you were doing for the off season. So you started to blog and started to write about your experiences. You've even kept the blog going into this season, uh, the minor league off season camping project, I believe it's called. Yeah, that's that's right. Um, the I, I started the blog because I figured it was a unique uh, viewpoint of you know something that not a lot of people get to go through in their lives. And um, I've kept it up. Now it turns into a little bit more about the, you know, the ups and downs of the seasons, uh, successes and failures and learning experiences and, and kind of the, the situations and the experiences that you go through a day-to-day as a, as a minor league baseball player. And, um, you know, it's, I think it's slowly gotten better. I, it, was, it was, you know, something that I started for fun to give me something to do uh, in, in the evenings. And, and since then, it's, it's turned into something that a lot of friends and family on social media or, or uh, even fans of, of Jumbo Shrimp and baseball will follow along. And, and uh, you know, I get some good feedback. I get some bad feedback, but I, I enjoy doing it. Well, that's really cool. You are doing it again. Fans can find your blog online. Just uh, Again, you picked up your first win earlier this week. What are you hoping to take from that start into your next start here in Biloxi? Um, same routine, you know, consistency is, is obviously the key here in, in baseball. Uh, really it's just the, the mindset and, you know, studying hitters from, from every game and, you know, figuring out how to get ahead and how to get them out. And, uh, you know, the mechanics will take care of himself. You can't worry about that in game, but, um, really it's just the same confidence that I had going into last game, coming into the next game and every game for the rest of the season. Um, being as prepared as possible and as confident as possible to go out there and attack the zone with all my stuff and and uh, get some hitters out. 
Max, you're off to a great start with the Jumbo Shrimp in 2018. Just keep up the good work. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Over. That's Max Duval. We'll be back with more in just a moment. You're listening to the Jumbo Shrimp Network presented by Community First.